You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Now joining us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, writes on The Athletic for about the Milwaukee Bucks and covered a Bucks win last night, 117-106 against the Chicago Bulls. He's Eric Name. Eric... Uh, now, I we were talking a little bit before you came on here that I am still a little bit, con- I'm just just getting the, the slightest bit concerned about the, the knee soreness that Giannis has. Is this anything that could possibly linger throughout the playoffs? Um, man, that's a tough question. I, I would say the, the big thing with Giannis is this is something that he's dealt with now for, I mean, we're going on two or three years at this point. So I, I don't think it's anything that, uh, anyone is surprised by. I, I know there were uh, a couple out of towners last night asking, like, who knows before the game, like, oh, is this something that, you know, Giannis is concerned about or anything like that? And, you know, like, I, I don't want to say people that the organization or Giannis isn't concerned because obviously it's something very clearly that they're managing and something that they're aware of before the season and, you know, something that they knew that they wanted to manage. And there's going to be, uh, I think, a number of games. From like between the All Star break and by the time the season ends, I think there's probably, to me, just looking at the number of back to backs they have, uh, the games against crummy teams that they have, you know, I think there's probably four or five games, including last night's game, where they're going to try to get Giannis a rest and, and try to get that knee, uh, you know, just kind of manage it a little bit and, and make sure if there's a night that they can get him off, uh, they'll, they'll try to have him take off for that night. So, uh, I don't know how to kind of say any of that because like, I, I don't think this is nothing. I don't think this is just, hey, you know, we want to get Giannis off his feet. I do think there is, you know, a knee uh, to actually manage, and the Bucks have managed that throughout his, throughout his career uh, across the last couple of years. But I also don't want to say, like, this is new or surprising. Like, so that, that is kind of the, the part that gets a little bit difficult as far as, how you try to classify this injury. Right, because I think at first we heard about this a couple of years ago, this would be a chronic kind of an injury that he would have to deal with. And I don't know what the injury is, but whatever it is, that he would have to deal with for the rest of his career. Yeah, and and I don't think anything on that has really changed. Like I think all of that is is going to stay the same. And again, they don't... They try their best not to give too many details about right. it uh, because, uh, I mean, that's their prerogative. They can do whatever it is that they choose. But, you know, like I do think if there's been a number of games in the last, uh, I mean, since the All-Star break and a few before the All-Star break where, you know, like after the game while Janssen has locker, like you can feel, uh, you can see him feeling his knee and massaging his knee a little bit. And like you can tell, like there is a little bit of wear and tear there and, I just remember it as clear as day when he came back from his first All-Star game. Uh, what would that be, three years ago now? Um, I remember talking to him and just being like, you know, do you, do you kind of feel tired still? Because like, you didn't actually get a rest? And he was like, yeah, he's like, I'm exhausted. They, mm. Like, if you have the All-Star break, you don't actually you don't actually get any rest. So that was his first All-Star break. I, I remember asking him last year, you know, did you – find a way to manage it any better and he was like yeah i just didn't do anything other than the things i was required to do and i asked him again when he returned this year uh from the all-star break and was just like you know how to, how did it go this year and he was like well you know it's 
it's never actually going to be a break. It's just going to be, you know, less wear and tear than, than you normally have. So, um, like I said, I, I'm not going to be shocked if he ends up sitting four or five games between, you know, from the time they return from the All-Star break to the end of the season. And, you know, if you kind of go through and look at some of the back-to-backs, I think they have four back-to-backs left this year. And, you know, there's a couple times where they have some bad teams. I think there's probably like nine or ten games where you can see uh, – oh, yeah, that's a spot where they could rest them. I'm not saying they're going to rest them for 9 or 10. I'm mm-hmm. just saying that when you look at those 10 games, you can kind of pick and choose and be like, okay, that's that's a bad enough team. You can get away with resting that one. Okay, that's a back-to-back. You, you you don't want to have him have that strain on his knee. Like You can kind of see where there'd be some spots where that the Bucks will decide to sit him down. Well, yep. and, oh, sorry, go ahead. You know, I, I don't know if you ever encountered this because I know you don't talk really bad about the Bucks, but and, and this is not really a bad thing, but – I have said often or tweeted out, listen, if, if Giannis could find like a consistent jump shot or, or three-point shot, I, I you know, I said he could be the best player ever. I mean, ever. I mean, better than Michael Jordan. So not, and I tweet that out. And every time I do that every so often, there's a collection of people who likes to say, <laughs> well, Gary, Giannis just scored 30 points. He just grabbed 11 rebounds. He just and, – and I think the people are kind of narrow-minded because, yeah, he's doing that, but – can you just imagine what it could be like? Do, do you do you get any slight from that if you would say if if he if he could get a developer three how many points because he was doing thirty if he can get a, a consistent three point shot it, the sky's the limit what this guy could be like. Yeah, I think the the tough part is you know people are always very protective of of their guy right like. Hey Gary, or, like Gary, you're not giving him enough credit for what he already does, right? Or whatever it may be, and yeah. uh, that's not at all what you're doing. You're just saying that you know there's a difference between being a multiple-time All-Star and being one of the all-time greats in the history of basketball. Like th- those are two very different categories. <laughs> like the Bucks have had players that have been multiple-time All-Stars. They've only had one guy that's in the conversation for one of the greatest players of all time in crew members so far. Yeah. So uh, I would agree that there is definitely a difference and. You know, I think the interesting thing talking with Giannis about it, and, you know, this has kind of been my pet theory for a little while, I guess probably two or three years now, but, you know, I think kind of how all of this works is when you have someone that does as many things as Giannis and it tries to get better in so many facets every year and can affect the game in so many ways, he doesn't necessarily zero in on the jump shot right away because, well, he knows that, you know, if he can get better as a playmaker, that's going to help his team even more than the jump shot. And if he can get better on defense, that's something that he can do now without having to solely focus on that jump shot. And, you know, I just always think back to when LeBron went to Miami, all of a sudden he became a, I think it was like a 45% corner three shooter, uh, catch and shoot threes, he was shooting 40%. Uh, across the board, he, he was starting to flirt with some of those 50, 40, 90 seasons. And, it was just a spot where, to me, he had some of the weight taken off his shoulders, that it wasn't, I have to be all of these things. So in the summer, I need to work on all these things. I just need to find a way to play with Dwayne Wade a little bit better. So to do that, I'm going to work on my jump shot. So I think that there's probably, to me, it's always been, you know, I always circle like year eight, year nine, where Giannis going to have to start thinking about, okay, how do I, you know, get even better. Uh, I've kind of maxed out all those other things. And, you know, talking with Giannis in the past uh, about kind of how he views his development as a player, he feels that he has a long ways to go as a playmaker yet. I I know last year, I think he put himself at like a 
six and a half as a playmaker. Uh, and, you know, he's getting better and better at the passing and doing all those things. So I think that's the stuff that he focused on. And I think when he can say, like, you know, as a rebounder this year, he's probably a 10. <laughs> he's putting up 13 rebounds mm-hmm. a game. So, like, that part, he's good. Defense, I, I think he's feeling like he's in a spot with the eights, the nines. Then all of a sudden it's like, okay, now's the time. I'm so good at all those other things. Like, now's the time I'm going to make sure I get this jump shot. And, you know, I think people can argue about whether or not you should flip the order and you should have got the jump shot right away and, and then worked on all those other things. But I think you can kind of see from his perspective why – it's work on those other things first, get really good at those other things, and then all of a sudden there's just going to be you know, a couple summers where he's just like, I'm going to be a good jump shooter and get that figured out. Talking with Eric Name of The Athletic here on the Wendy's Big Show. Eric, uh, you said a 50-40-90 guy, and, and that's Malcolm Brogdon right now, 22 last night. And the talk when, when we have it here on the show and the phone calls that we get and the reaction we see on Twitter, seemingly everybody going into this offseason is asking, well, how much money is Chris Middleton going to make? At this moment, how much do you think Malcolm Brogdon's going to get as a restricted free agent? Obviously, the Bucks can match any offer that that he gets, so in that sense, you're not as worried about it, but he's got to be making himself a bunch of money this year. Yeah, I mean, I think there's a couple questions that kind of sit over Malcolm Brogdon and his impending restricted free agency. The first, first off, you have to look at his age. So he's age, he's 26 years old right now um and when you look at chris middleton you think oh my god chris middleton has been in the league so much longer he's surely so much older and well you know chris middleton's only a year and a half older than malcolm brockton so that that's the first thing is that you know this is going to be his first chance to get a contract this will be the first time he's out of his rookie contract uh but in his year four nba season uh next year he's going to be 27 years old so that comes into play like how close is he to his prime is does he still have a lot of more improvement to go you think about that the second thing is his foot uh, his foot has been kind of red flagged since the moment he came in the draft uh, i know uh gary wolf on these airwaves talked about it the the day that he was drafted um or the, i guess around that draft time that that was a, a report that was out there and it is like the People are worried about uh, one of his feet, and he's had problems with it, and that's a concern for a long-term signing. Like you know, NBA guys and problems with their feet, really any athlete and a problem with their feet is is dangerous. That that's not something you want to invest in long term. And then after those two questions, you have to ask, how good is this guy if he's the second option on the team? If he's the third option on the team? And, I mean, at times this year, I think you could say he might even be the fifth option out of those starters. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the nights where Brooke Lopez is really going, all of a sudden you have Giannis, Middleton, Bledsoe, and Lopez all in front of Brogdon. So this guy's putting up a 50-40-90 season, but he's doing it as the fifth option on the team. So how does that translate to another team? I think there's going to be a team out there that probably gives them you know, around $15 million a year. Maybe it bumps up even a little bit higher than that. Um, but I think with those questions surrounding him and just the fact that he's never been, you know, one of the, the top three guys on a team, that's going to deflate his, his market a little bit. But still, that is significant for this Bucks team when you're thinking about Bledsoe in the 18 to 22 range, when you're thinking about Middleton in the 28 to 30 range. Uh, like, there's, there's a lot of questions for this Bucks team. Yeah, because, Eric, I'm going to – I'm look. it's – they got like twenty two games left, so are they? You think they're done improving their roster, or you think they're just kind of have an open mind to see what happens out there, or if there's anybody else need to be picked up, a shooter somewhere, or you think they're dead set on this roster and this the roster that they can get to the finals? 
Yeah, I mean, they signed Isaiah Cannon to a 10-day yesterday, and a lot of that was to cover for George Hill and, and the groin injury that he has. And to me, that's that's kind of the question that lingers over this team is uh, they've been incredibly healthy this year. They, they just haven't really dealt with any sort of serious injuries. Uh, they've, they've had some lingering ones and some smaller ones, but they haven't had serious injury problems. And, you know, with Hill going out, they bring in Cannon, and he had two his two threes that he took last night, and that was nice. But, you know, if you take out Hill, who starts to play back up point guard, and, you know, you can move Malcolm Brogdon over, but do you feel comfortable there? If Brooke Lopez suffers an injury, okay, who's going to play center now? How, how are you going to get through all of that? And, again, maybe you can slot Nikola Mirotic over, but you're still going to have to deal with some big-body guys in the Eastern Conference and, and Joel Embiid and Marcus Saul. Uh, so you got to – kind of figure out it, it, it really is difficult to, you know you're never going to be able to guess who's going to get hurt or, or how that's all going to happen but you know you do have to look through this roster and think okay where where are we most thin and, and what are we going to do here because you know you could have uh, Cannon get through his 10-day contract and then sign someone else for the rest of the year and maybe that's your guy but you know they got to think through kind of what those those very small weaknesses. Obviously, this team doesn't have a lot of them, but there are maybe a couple spots where, you know, maybe you need just a little bit more depth. That's Eric Name of The Athletic on the Wendy's Big Show on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Eric, enjoy that California sun. Soak some in. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to soak so much of it in. <laughs> there he is, man. We'll talk to you next week. No doubt. All right. Sounds good. See you guys. Right, That's Eric Name of The Athletic Bucks on a four in the middle now of a five-game road trip. They'll go out to the West Coast, Sacramento, and L.A., also, Utah and Phoenix, and all of those games will have a post-game show, the Pick and Save Milwaukee Pro Hoops post-game show, presented by Screaming Sicilian Pizza right here on these airwaves, 105.7 FM, The Fan, and the Radio.com app. All our guests join us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. If you're looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019, look no further and call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank, providing simply local, common-sense lending to your community since 1935. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.